Have you ever stolen somebody's wife and then not really enjoyed it and thought, mm, but you're not quite what I thought. And then you thought, hang on, can I return her? Can I return her back to the partner that I stole her from? Has that ever happened to you? You're listening to Opera de Football. Hello and welcome to episode one of Opera de Football. I'm Nakulax and today we'll be discussing Sven Joran Eriksson. Wow, what a guy. Now when you look at Sven, he just looks like the most ordinary, simple man. A man who is really unassuming, you know, the kind of man that just goes about his day-to-day -day activities in a calm and harmonious manner, you know, a man of simple tastes. But that's not the story. Looks can be very deceiving, and in this case, they literally are. Sven is an absolute player. <laughs> he, he has the most extraordinary life off the field, and he's been up to quite a few things in his time, and that's what we're going to be looking at in today's episode. It's interesting, to say the very least. Right, so as this is episode one, let me tell you a little bit about how this show is going to work. So it's quite a simple format, really. I'm going to kick the show off by just giving you a little introduction into today's episode, as in today's Sven. Um, so who, who, who's involved? What's the, what's the story? What's the key story? And then it will be the discussion part. And the discussion part will feature myself and Simon Alder. And what we'll be doing is we'll be talking about the story at hand, the characters involved. We'll be going off on tangents. You know, we'll be talking about all kinds of different things related to the topic, of course. But it's gonna get messy. It's gonna get messy because I'm not politically correct. We're both not politically politically correct, you know. And uh, we kind of don't hold back, really. And uh, we kind of go into some dark places sometimes. We kind of go into some controversial places. We we do um, we definitely test the waters, I should say, with some of the topics that we get onto. So yeah, just just a little bit of a warning there. If you're after something that's politically correct or whatever. Uh, I'm sorry, this is probably not for you. Um, so thanks for listening up until this point. See ya. Yeah, and and if, you, if you're if you completely okay with people not being politically correct, you're on the right show. So uh, yeah, just thought that that's, that's how it's going to work. So it's a quick intro and then it's a discussion. And uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, as I said, to say the very least, because we are covering, in season one, we are covering some of the most interesting stories. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be... A roller coaster, right then. So um, a little bit about Sven. So Sven, he's he's most known as the England manager. He was the manager of England for a period of time, and he's had plenty of success all around the world, actually, especially in club football. Um, prior to that, which is probably what put him in contention for the job, he managed clubs like Lazio and Benfica. He was very successful there. Um, his career post England wasn't as exciting. He went to Manchester City pre the the revolution. Um, and uh, he was at Leicester as well, but he didn't really have any notable moments beyond that. But yeah, he's most known for, for managing England. And actually, that's when he was up to the most. He was having all kinds of affairs and as such things when he was England manager. Um, he was in relationships with the likes of Ulrika Johnson, Nancy Delolio, and Faria Alam, uh, who was working at the FA at the time. So there's, uh, yeah, he's, he's, those are just to name a few. 
Um, and um, it's very interesting actually because the, it's not just him having multiple affairs, it's the fact about how he takes his women. And one of the women that he ended up with, which is Nancy Delolio, was the partner, it was actually the wife of one of his friends. So uh, yeah, he's a. Uh, don't think Sven is the most faithful friend, let, let alone being a faithful lover. He's not a faithful friend, it seems. But anyway, it's interesting because despite him being this player, he actually, his ex-partners don't have the most complimentary things to say about him. Well, some of them don't. For example, Ulrika said that sex with Sven was as ordered and functional as an IKEA instruction manual. Yeah, that's a bit of a, that's a bit painful. That I don't think that's a, the most complimentary thing you want to hear about yourself. Uh, Ulrika said that putting together a Billy bookcase would have would have left her more satisfied. A Billy bookcase, for those that don't know, is it's just an IKEA thing. Um, so basically, she's saying putting together furniture is more exciting. Than having sex with Sven. However, however, this is he. You might think at this point, well, Sven's probably not good in bed. But Nancy Delolio had something to say about that. And I mean, if you want someone coming to your defense, it seems Nancy is the woman because Nancy said she, she came out and said sex for Sven with other women was just a pre-match warm-up for her. <laughs> and and she actually said she went on to say that I think he was doing this all to make himself better for me. To satisfy me more. She said it's like pra practicing. You know. It's like practicing. It's like a pre-match warm-up. As she said. So. Yeah, that's uh, that's quite interesting. And I mean. Fair play. I mean, fair, fair play. I mean. That's something. That's actually quite a compliment. In a way. But. I don't know how that would sit. Like. Imagine using that line with. Your own partner. Like. Hey, yeah. You know. Don't worry about the affairs I've been having. I've just been warming up for you love. You know. It's not. I don't know how that would go down. Uh, but hey. Clearly it works for Nancy. I don't know, respect. Nancy, by the way, is the woman that Sven stole from his friend. Stole being an interesting term to use there, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, and, and, she, and and so the, the the interview actually asked Nancy about Ulrika's comment saying, was was sex with Sven as boring as an Ikea manual? And she said, she said, if the sex was bad, maybe that was her fault. I'm not surprised because it confirms my theory. I do know that sexually, Sven didn't care about anybody except me. Okay, okay. Um, but anyway, that relationship didn't last. Nancy and Sven didn't last, as you'd expect. I think relationships when you usually, not all the time, but a lot, a lot of the time when you stay, when you take somebody else's woman from someone else, you end up losing that woman. It's just kind of how, it's just the order, order of events a lot of the time. Not all the time. But it does seem to be quite common. Anyway, Sven ended up getting very frustrated with Nancy. He'd been with her for some time and he said that she was very demanding. And he started to feel cramped by her because she always wanted to be the centre of attention. Um, and he got really frustrated with it to the point where he tried to get Nancy to go back to her, her ex-husband, Giancarlo. <laughs> so, I mean, speaking of Ikea, we're talking about Ikea here, you know, with Ulrika describing Sven as you know, being more dull um, than an IKEA instruction manual. Well, this was Sven trying to return a product, basically. He was trying to say, okay, you know what, Giancarlo, who, who was Sven's friend, who he took Nancy from, Giancarlo, mate, do you want it back? You, you know what, I'm not, I'm, I, it turns out I don't really like your woman as much as I thought I would, and, you know, do you want to take it back? And obviously Giancarlo was like, get away. 
Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting story, I feel. And um, I think it's now time to head to the discussion. It's discussion time. Simon? Hello, knackers. Right, so Sven. Sven Goran Eriksson, la 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 la, Sven Goran Eriksson. Sorry, big fan of the man. Yeah, um, wow. I like him too, I like him too. He gave <laughs> England some decent memories. He, gave, he uh, gave me some decent memories as well. Yeah. I'm a Lazio fan, so he gave me quite a bit. Yes, he did. I mean, that was Lazio's golden generation. It was. And um, it was also England's golden generation Ooh. when he was in charge of England Ooh, indeed. and took us to a few quarterfinals. A few. Um, and penalties. Well, penalties was the heartbreaker <laughs> for us, you know? Germany, in Germany rather, um, mm -hmm. Portugal. But anyway. Sven, what a... You know, when I was younger, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't aware of Sven being this sort of Casanova character. No, because when we're, when we're kids, we kind of see the man just as a great football manager, just yeah. as what he does on the pitch. We're not that much aware of, of what he does behind the scenes. Ah, we yeah. never judge a book by its cover, I guess. Like, Indeed. literally, that plays out here. But he looked like one of those friendly grandpas. He does. Do you know what I mean? You're saying your grandpa does this kind of stuff? Does what kind of stuff? I don't know, what Sven did. I say he's a friendly grandpa though, right? Not, exactly, not, not, but even a friendly a, grandpa can not, end up not a, not a Not a, not a wife-stealer. Wife-stealer, yeah. Oh. I, I would definitely say that's That comes in handy because, um, quoting directly from Sven's book, with your permission, of course. Yes, go ahead. Um, going Let's to, hear, let's hear. Yeah, it comes directly from a particular part of the book where he's talking about how he met um, Nancy yeah. at uh, Giancarlo's house. Um, right. in Rome and he said that Giancarlo was a massive fan of his because of when Sven was a Roma um, was the Roma manager yeah. he claimed that the football and I'm quoting uh, Roma had played during my second year at the club was the best football he had ever seen Giancarlo was a pleasant man short and stocky but I could not take my eyes off the woman it turned out she was his wife Nancy Dell'Olio and then he goes on about how you know they started seeing each other more and more. There were nights, evenings where he was very, he, he had become very friendly with Giancarlo as well. And Giancarlo was very happy of having him around and yeah. being friendly. But then he, uh, he goes on about what happened with, uh, with Nancy. Right. Saying during another dinner at Nancy's, she and I were left alone in the room at one point. She asked me when I was going to ask her out for lunch. I said, okay, when would she like to meet? Tomorrow, she replied. Any ideas where? I asked. How about your place? She responded. There was no doubt what that was going to lead. I don't know if we ate much, maybe some toast. She had not come over for the food. Wow, Nancy, what a player. Mm. Indeed. Wow. I mean, that brings me to first question, the first question I've got for you today, Nak. I mean, what is the, the selling point of, I mean, what do you make of someone like Sven in terms of in terms of that how do you feel about taking someone else's wife well I mean you gotta do what you gotta do I mean look <laughs> I, I don't think he actually stole her technically she offered herself right don't you think she, she did offer herself she however offered herself. you are taking away the wife of someone you you respect I'm not saying that you're friends Again, but you probably but, respect but taking taking away something that was offered let's okay. not it's not like he stole Mm -hmm. You know, from I mean, look, his friend. I'm sure, he's a lovely guy. He is, but um, you know, he didn't. He, he seemed to struggle keeping Nancy. Right, that's fair to say. He really she, she struggled. Was, she was complicated. She was complicated. She was difficult, and she wanted Sven. Mm -hmm. um, it's just crazy that he took her from right under 
his nose though. Like <laughs> this wasn't some sort of you know highly organized affair. Oh, this was he was at their home, mm-hmm. you know, speaking to his friend's wife and then taking her away. How does someone not notice this? Do you think? How did how did Giancarlo not notice? I mean, how do you, how would you not notice something like that going? On? Do you think he really didn't notice or he didn't want to believe? You think he was in denial that well, this was happening? Well, Simon, you and I have read Sven's autobiography. Yeah. And in that, it makes it pretty clear that Gian- um, Giancarlo mm-hmm. did know that Sven was having an affair with his wife. And Clearly. Sven was obviously then open about having the affair. He didn't deny it, which is respect to Sven. He was a man about it. He, was, mm-hmm. he took accountability. Yeah. And that's what I believe in. If you're going to have an affair, take accountability. Um, but what I, what I really liked about that is the way he handled it, like they had good conversations. Mm. But to answer your question, um, Giancarlo did know, you know, in, you know he, had, he had an idea and he actually pleaded, like, you know, you've read in the book, mm-hmm. he pleaded with Sven not to take Nancy away from him. So, so he knew, so he was probably trying to ignore it for a period of time. You know, you know when, you know, when you, know, you know guys, sometimes they know the truth, but they don't want to accept it. Yes. Like, yes I, I've had friends true. in the past that they know their girlfriend's a bit sneaky mm-hmm. and they probably in the back of their minds know that She's had an affair. But they kind of um, want to go over they it. Don't they, they, it. Want, they don't want to hear about you, it. They don't want to hear about it. You try to yeah. tell them. You try to have a conversation. They're like, I don't want to hear about it. No, no, no. It didn't, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like they know the answer, but the truth is too hard to kind of accept. Not take, because they can take it, but it's just hard to accept it. It's best to kind of look somewhere else. Exactly. And that's mm. what happened there, I think. Well, mm-hmm. it did. It literally did. That's, that's, we, that's sad. That's almost sad. It is sad, isn't it? But however, would you take someone else's wife? If she was like, in terms of, I know this is, a, this is it, it, it sounds horrible said like that. However, let's, actually, let's change, let's change the cards around. Let's change right. the cards around. Okay. Let's put it this way. What, what actually stops you from actually taking someone else's wife? What, how, how hard is it not to accept that if the other person is, you know, ongoing, sexy, beautiful, and she's clearly <laughs> making advances, but you respect yeah. this friend and that she's, uh, that she's married to. How, yeah. hard, how hard is it to resist temptation? I think for us men, Simon, mm-hmm. you know, temptation is hard to resist. Clearly, Nack. However, <laughs> we are talking about, you know, a married woman here. Yeah, but again, <laughs> temptation <laughs> is hard to resist. You tell me am I wrong? I mean... It's true. However, a married woman, I've, I still... Wait, feel... am I married? I, you know, so you're proposing... No, no, no. I'm saying this no, no, other no. woman is married. No, no. So, but in this situation, right, right. you're proposing, mm-hmm. how would I resist the temptation? But am I single at this point? Am I single taking a married woman? Or am I married also taking a married woman? Let's make both. Let's make, let's make a case for both. All right, great. Okay, so as a single person, I could... I could bring the affair forward in the sense of... I understand that maybe she she needs certain attentions, which right. she isn't getting. And you want to provide that. And I want to provide that, of course. By, by, by being upsetting there. her loyal and faithful husband. By making toast for her. <laughs> what was that line again? Have you got that line available? Yes, it, it, it's brilliant. Read, read, like that, that, read that line again. All right, Nak. So basically what he says is, there was no doubt what, the, what that was going to lead. I don't know if we ate much, maybe some toast. She had not come over for the food. See, now this is what gets me, right? Mm. What's toast got to do with anything? Maybe some toast. Is <laughs> well, that what Sven offered? I mean, so she comes over. He, he, wanted to, he wanted to probably try making some food, maybe toast, salmon and eggs, but they didn't go What, so they toast. got rid of the salmon and eggs and just ate the toast? It just seems really weird, right? Like, for example, let's say I'm inviting a, a woman over mm-hmm. to my apartment and yeah. we're going to have a meal. 
Let's, I'd order a meal. But you know that what that's going to uh, um, end up. I mean, they, yeah, it's not going to be what, what, what that was. Yeah, gonna, but why gonna toast? To. Why was toast left over? Like I would, you know, maybe they ate some toast. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like it just seems a bit. What the hell did they eat? I mean, oh, maybe it's a Scandinavian thing, though, right? To eat toast, mate. Swedes are Swede, and I love my Swedish people. So do, do they? But have the to... Swedish diet. The well, Swedish maybe, maybe cuisine is it's, interesting. It's just maybe bread and butter, you know, it's like having <laughs> bread and butter before. What, maybe. To all, our Scandinavian, uh, to all the Scandinavian people listening to this, do you have toast before your uh, meals or before, you know, well, I know things so, lead to something? Listen, the Scandinavian <laughs> people I know, I, I know, uh, listen, there was a party just recently, the Midsummer. Right. Um, and they were having things like, really things that we wouldn't eat, like just like a boiled potato on mm-hmm. a plate. And was that good? But I don't know. <laughs> I'm just not a fan of the cuisine. That much. Right. You know, I'm just like, I don't get it. And just like, no, a lot of seafood. Right. They like a lot of seafood. Okay. Anyway, I just thought it was really <laughs> random that he mentioned maybe we ate toast. Like you know, it just I don't know. Doesn't work. No, right. sure. But anyway, whatever. You know, whatever. So what what is for you the point of? You know, how do you resist temptation? How does Nicole resist temptation? I. I well, because there has to be a point where you want to resist. How do you resist it? Well, you if say, I'm in a relationship, it's easy. Because I love my girlfriend. But you've got in front... <laughs> indeed. However, you've got in front of you someone clearly sexy, clearly, you know, who wants, who's showing you attention, who's giving you attention. So is love all that's going to stop you? Yeah, Simon, if you love okay. your girlfriend. Okay, I agree. You know, when I'm in a relationship, mm-hmm. right, contrary to what some people think, when I'm in a relationship, I'm like fully committed. I'm fully same. invested, man. Like same, same. I um and, and do you know the thing is like I don't ever feel like cheating and I'm not trying to paint myself to be a saint. I'm not, okay, I'm really not a saint and I'm not trying to portray that. But when I'm in a relationship, when I look at other women, I'm thinking, they're nowhere near my girl though. You know, mm. she's nothing like my girl. My girl's just different level. So uh, this is why I think it's important to date someone that you think is the bee's knees. Mm. So that mm. you never feel temptation. So no, it, I, as a single man, you feel more temptation. You know, when you're single, you're like, yeah, I'll, you know. Right, right, right. I can, I can, yeah, I, I, I relate to that, to be honest. It's, yeah. it's true. And instead of, which brings me, though, to the other point. What? Faria Alam. Yeah, Sven was involved with her as yes. well. Yes. Um, what do you make of that instead? And what do you think, did Faria Alam act... In, in the right way in that sense considering well, how it's been that wouldn't happen now that because now you can't now. have like workplace affairs and relationships like it's legal you get sacked it's crazy like I'm sure plenty of affairs still happen on work I'm sure yeah and privately you know privately. but yeah, now it's cr- I mean, look I'm not in the corporate world so I don't really know how it works mm-hmm. but I've just hear, heard a lot of stories about people getting fired because they were dating mm. and it's like that's such a sad thing because like you know like historically old couples like who are mm. like married for like 20-30 years they, are, they are often many of those met at work of course in an office. yeah and now you can't even flirt at the office even if it's consensual it's I don't really like I said I'm not mm. I don't work in the corporate world so I don't know the environment but from the things I hear it's just crazy man mm. like you can't mm. do so many things that you could have once done like and I mean legal things I mean, I mean consensual things um, like flirting with your co-work I mean listen mutual flirting happens often but now you can't even do that so yeah, Faria Lamb story. That's what, just crazy. Exactly. And it's, what do you make of someone selling a story? On that's you? that's that's what I meant by crazy. I mean, yeah. it's the fact that she saw the story. You know, like she wanted the press on an incredible on an incredible amount. I mean, it's reported five hundred thousand pounds. Five hundred thousand. Uh, that's common. So, Nak, though. what do you think of honestly something as? I just hate selling stories, man. I hmm. think it's a. I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. Is I'm, there not a price? No, not for me. No. I think 
I think that's me because I'm a private person when it comes to certain things. But I, why, I just think, do you not respect yourself? Why would you want a story like that? Like, I might sell a story on like I mean, something I do. cool. I do. However, if there's, it's almost like a market request. It's almost like something like if there is a request and someone is going to really pay £500,000 for a story like that. But it depends uh, what kind of money you're making. I mean, if you're making good money as it is, £500,000 to sell a personal salacious story would not tempt, well, it wouldn't tempt me. Put mm. it that way. That's me. It would mm. tempt you, would it? You'd be tempted. I am tempted. I'm looking at you, you right now because I'm I'm looking at the amount and I'm thinking you'd, like you'd be tempted at five hundred thousand uh, dollars, pounds. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I don't know why. It's just maybe a question of never having reached certain sums. So I probably have never been to a point where I've been in front of that amount of offered that amount of money. Right. And that doesn't mean that obviously everything is for sale. Everything yeah. is no, no, out I there. Know, However, if someone were to offer me five hundred thousand pounds for a romantic sex scam. Fair enough. Yeah, no, listen. I'm sure there's people out there that yeah. think the I way mean, you people do. want to live it, want to read it. Why not? I mean, that's not going to change yeah. who if, who I am. I, I think I get you. And listen, I think to a degree, I, I, I can understand it. Like selling a story on yourself to a degree is fine. It happens a lot more than we even realize. Like a mm. lot of celebrities constantly do that. But I just think it would have to be like a story of my marriage, for example. Like a legitimate story, not, oh, I had an affair with so-and-so. I wouldn't sell any of my affairs. But nobody... And that's what this is. This is selling an affair that you had with someone. It wasn't a relationship, like a, you know, wonderful love and romantic thing. It was a little, you were fuck buddies. But that's the, that's the, that's the thing about today and the, the, um, the age we're living. I mean, nobody's interested, obviously, in the lovely marriage and everything. But they are. Yeah. But more about this particular kind of stories yeah. and scandals and things. No, so no, it's kind of that's true. Yeah, no, look, they they do like a salacious story, you know, mm-hmm. like an affair or something raggedy like that. They do, but I don't want to feed that. And obviously, we're talking about someone like Sven, who was always yeah. at the centre of but, these, but, uh, but of these scandals. Wait, one second though. We are talking about selling your story. Yeah, yeah. So you'd be happy to feed the monster. I would be happy to feel to feed the monster once. Once is that, too. For, it's right. okay. I know it's wrong. It's bad. However, yeah. I would do it for that. But for you're that allowed. You're I am allowed. Okay, yeah. However, I wouldn't kind of be constantly looking for another and kind of trying to make more money out of that. It's yeah. just the what. It's oh, just the one thing that I would do. Though. But I would fall for that kind of temptation. Interesting, yes. Kim Kardashian. Um, no, <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Not. Not that. Not that. No. Right. But um, as let's go back to Sven as a manager. Obviously, yeah. he was in charge of England for. Was. Quite some time. Yes. It was, it was sad times for me when he did leave Lazio, even if he did do the right choice, obviously, to go there. And yeah. he's always, always considered England to be the top job in the world. Mm-hmm. He has always considered it that way. Yeah, you can understand that, Indeed. especially at that time. What do you make of his generation? Hard question, that. What do you make of his generation compared to what's out there today with England? Oh, that squad is special, man. Come on, Simon. It you is, know, yeah, it is special. The, the the whole team. I mean, even if we compare, let's let's actually talk about it. Yeah, let, let, let's talk about. Let's that, talk yeah. about that England. So mm-hmm. we're talking, o two, o four, o six. Those were the major tournaments that yeah. he took us to. Um, and let's talk about the squad they've got now. I think the goalkeeper is still questionable. It was questionable then. They had David Seaman, David James, and now we've got a new Arsenal goalkeeper's coming out. Ramsdale. Do you like? Do you prefer Ramsdale over Pickford? I do. You do. I think, I think he's got more potential. I mean, nothing that no disrespect. So wait, to so in Qatar, mm-hmm. would you rather wait? So listen, there's three current goalkeepers that I think are current contenders. It's Nick Pope, Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford's number one at the moment, 
And Aaron Ramsdale, the bad ass. Pope, great goalkeeper on FIFA last year. He was very good when you played the <laughs> ultimate team. But he's actually that. really good in real life, I <laughs> yeah. think. And he's underrated. And I think he's moving to Newcastle now um, from Burnley. Um, mm-hmm. So wait, you're going for Ramsdale? I would go for Ramsdale because I think at this point I would need the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper is the person you open your um, cycle with. Yeah. Okay? And I think that Ramsdale is someone to open it up. Pickford was a wait, goalkeeper. Wait, you think he's that... a good distributor? you think he's good on the ball then? I think, he, I think he's got more potential than Pickford but in terms pick, of potential is not important in the right sense now, that right now we're talking about Qatar which is in November would I give my goal right now to a goalkeeper who's just you know saved himself from relegation or someone who's, who's got fit? that's not his fault though Pickford hey Pickford is player of the year for Everton but you need more international kind of um, more of an international background I know that Ramsdale is not going to get that much right now going into Europa League or anything but however I kind of feel that you need someone who's playing at a more competitive level, especially they're when playing at the same level, though they're in the same league. They are, but one just uh, just got uh, saved himself from relegation. The other, but one just... it's not Pickford's fault that they were in the relegation. I know, but and, and as I said, the key thing—he was player of the season. Jordan Pick was player of the season. He was mm. brilliant for Everton. He was fantastic for Everton. Mm, mm, mm. I will be the first person to say uh, Pickford makes a lot of errors. Ramsdale makes no less errors, though. He's made a lot of errors this season. Who would ventures? I think he called Aaron. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. It's a good <laughs> question. I think Aaron Ramsdale, um, he actually, I think, cost Arsenal the top four at times. There was mm. a game against Liverpool where he made a lot of errors. He needs time. He needs time. And needs give time. him the time, but he's not ready for Qatar. We don't have time for Qatar. Mm. It's a few months away. Okay. No, I, fair enough. Ramsdale, you can go for Ramsdale. I, I'd say Pickford. I, okay. I'm not the biggest Pickford fan, but he's been brilliant, and I think credit where it's due. And he was brilliant in the Euros. Um, I think actually Sven would agree with you. He did choose Seaman anyways from the 2002 World Cup. Yeah, which so was Sven. Experience. That was a, so that, coming on, yeah. yeah. I mean, Seaman was decent, even though he, the he Ronaldinho was good, goal. He was a good goalkeeper. He was a very good goalkeeper, championship manager 2002. Let's put it this way. <laughs> that was the best championship manager. That was the best championship manager. Yes, yeah, definitely. I rinsed that game. <laughs> right, okay. So just, just in general though now, I mean, if we look at the forwards, I mean, you've got, nowadays, we've got Harry Kane, mm-hmm. Grealish, Foden, Sterling. Then we had Rooney. We always had a problem on the left. You know, we'd put people like Paul Scholes and stuff out there. Which was something that Sven obviously spoke about quite a yeah. bit about, about the, why he did do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sven struggled to get the best out of Scholes, Jared and Lampard. Mm-hmm. I, think. I, think he, I think he kind of struggled. But at the same time, let's, let's not forget how he lost... It's not just about question of how he struggled and everything. Yeah, clearly he managed to go to go to the World Cup because of um, because of Rooney, um, not Rooney's David Beckham's fire rocket on uh, against Greece, right? Beautiful. So that was more, that was wonderful. what a redemption story that was, by the way. That was after what happened in '98, getting red card, effigies have been burnt. Beckham was, you know how, you know how Bukayo Saka missed that penalty and he was abused. <laughs> this was worse than that because at least Saka. I mean, look, terrible what happened, the racism and all that. That was awful, but. In, it, there was no effigies of burn and there was none of that and he wasn't mm-hmm. booed at stadiums okay. Saka was applauded at Brentford first game of the season beautiful, beautiful. I remember that and, yeah. I, and I think yes there was a minority of racists but it was beautiful to see that so many people be against that and applaud mm-hmm. it um, applaud um, the players rather mm-hmm. but Beckham had effigies burnt of him he was a target wherever he went so he went through a hell of a lot you know and um, what a story comes back free kick against Greece takes us to the World Cup so he takes you to the World Cup exactly yes. and then you lose against Brazil because Ronaldinho shoots that whatever he did <laughs> right. whatever Seaman was doing at that moment but, yeah. so that, that's how you went so you went out casually against probably what is considered Brazil's last very very big Brazil team yeah 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 for sure probably maybe the 2006 team 
then losing to penalties against Portugal. I remember, I remember that, to- that tournament very well, the 2004 Euro. Me Europe, too, because, because they were the silver goals. Yes. The silver goals. Remember, was, you remember silver goals and golden goals? I remember that. Yeah. That was a very interesting tournament and losing to Portugal once again on penalties and then losing to the 2006 World Cup, which is where he obviously um, resigned after the 2006 World Cup. Yeah. After he considered though, Emotional. and in the book he says it clearly, that he was convinced that he, were, that he could win that World Cup in 2006. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. come on! You had the you had Beckham, Scorchard, Lampard, Rooney. What a defense! A Rooney, peak Rooney. I think the Rooney was Rooney's fantastic player, one of the best mm-hmm. we've seen in English football. The problem with with Rooney was he was always injured before the finals. Yeah, he, he broke his metatarsal. Mm-hmm. You know, he's always had injury problems before major tournaments, and that really that was Rooney in his prime. I mean, and it, that really didn't help. You know, if you'd had Rooney fully fit, fully ready, raring to go. Do you think Sven could have done better? Do you think it's just a question of the fact that because of the, how hard some teams were to play? I mean, one example above the... Uh, one game that springs to mind, I was in Italy at the time, but one yeah. game that really uh, springs to mind is not one of the classics, but it was England-France at the Euro 2004 where England lost to France. Oh, they bottled that game. They, they should have won that. Exactly. They, well, they missed the penalty. Do you think to that make is it... a perfect, you know... A perfect summary. summary about that particular generation. Yeah, Simon, I think that's pretty, I'd say that's a perfect representation of mm-hmm. what happened. The Neely yeah. boys. But then again, that's what's happening right now. Mm. Uh, World Cup semi-final, bottled it against Croatia. Should be beating them. Yeah. Euro 2020. But, 2021, really. 2021. <laughs> um, bottled it. Still made, it still made it the final because, as clearly was said in the commentary of the game, yeah. um, penalties proved to be the dagger in English hearts once again. Yeah. There is a problem in... Um, overcoming this do you think that though because of what's going to happen at this particular World Cup yeah with all England players finally in condition yeah everyone's going to be in peak condition in peak condition yeah. not just England clearly, but yeah, England exactly. does have a very good team because I think this generation is a good generation yeah yeah do you think that Gareth Southgate has what it takes to become to achieve more than Sven <laughs> he's already I think achieved in, in a sense yeah. because of the results more than more than no. Sven no, I, I, don't, I don't believe so. A lot of people are frustrated with Gareth Southgate, first mm-hmm. of all. Did you see the reaction after they lost to Hungary? Mm-hmm. You know, three, they got smashed by Hungary. I even saw the reactions about how, how, how... You could tell there was already something wrong by how angry the press was of the 0-0 against Italy and Wolverhampton. That was, that was a terrible game as well. That was. I mean, they lost in Hungary before that as well. <laughs> you know, they just have been terrible. And it was the worst defeat to Hungary since Puskas came over again and they played the, the famous game in Wembley, the 6-2 game. And that's going back a bit. That is it? going back exactly. quite a bit. Yeah. So that tells you everything. And, and no, Simon, I don't think there is this, this love for Gareth Southgate that exists mm. that people think. And a lot of people are frustrated about the Euros and the World Cup still. I am. Mm-hmm. I think England should have won the Euros. You know, 1-0 up against Italy. There is a quite interesting smile from my side there. <laughs> yeah, well, Simon's Italian, sort of. Well, three quarters, right? Three quarters. Three quarters. Three quarters. quarters. There is a quarter. I've always there. considered you half. Yeah, right? I've always considered myself half, anyways. Yeah, but so, but you, you my are. My heart was clearly with Italy. Your heart is clearly with Italy. <laughs> not this World Cup, because once again, we, <laughs> we're not going. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, Simon. Oh, dear. But no, anyways, um, <laughs> in, terms of, in terms of Sven, anything, if, if you were Sven, anything that you would have changed, Nak? No, I mean, look, I, I think he was unlucky. Like I said, mm. Rooney's injury. What can you do about that? What can you do about the penalties? You know, what can you do about the Rooney red card against what Portugal? So it was a lot of 
I felt like Sven was unlucky at times because his style of football wasn't terrible. I, I don't know. Maybe it's a bit of nostalgia as well. Yeah. Uh, I preferred that era. He's, he had a solid 4-4-2 which never yeah. moved away. It looked like... That was football the, back then, wasn't it? Though? Yeah. The 4 4 But still, he, he, he dueled... You know what it is about Sven? He had this incredible knowledge of football that had come from the fact that he had played most of his football in one of the most competitive leagues, if not the most competitive league of his time, which was the Serie A. Yeah, that back time, in the Serie 90s. A was... So he, he bounced from Roma to Fiorentina to Sampdoria. So he had an extensive amount of knowledge of players. However, he always kind of kept balance more than trying to go for yeah. big, big, um, um, you know, trying to take risks and things. Yeah, and that right. brings me to another question to you. I mean, right. does, does a manager's personal life accept, uh, affect him as a manager? Oh, well, you and know, what, would that affect you? Well, I'm sure. I mean, naturally, we're humans, right? So it would affect mm-hmm. you. I mean, look at Tuchel, Simon. You know, you, yeah, Tuchel, yeah. Um, he's, he's, having, he's going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people... Now, I don't know what I think about this, but a lot of people think that Chelsea's dip in form is somehow related to his divorce. I mean, I think that's an easy equation to make. I don't know if that's true, though. You know, because... That's a long shot, though. But, there's there's but so many things that no, have happened in Chelsea anyway. No, no, no. Exactly, yes. Exactly that. But also, I think people do reach that conclusion quickly, though. Yeah. Like, oh, he's going through a divorce. Yeah, that's why he's flopping. But he's a manager. Mm. He's, he's still not playing. I don't see how his players are being affected by that. I mean, there's obviously other factors involved. Um, does it affect you? You know, of course it does. You're human to a degree. You know, we're human, so it's always going to affect you to a degree. Um, but, but you being a manager, you take, obviously, on your shoulders the responsibility, in, in Sven's case, of an entire nation. Yeah. Of an entire nation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how, how do you keep... I mean, you need to have a very solid and... In Sven's case, I think it's, it was good. Solid, solid way to keep your personal life outside the door when you're, uh, when you're inside the dressing I th- room. I think it affects the players more, if anything. How you see your manager. You know, mm. like, you know Ferguson had that authoritative figure, you mm. know, which he, you wouldn't mess with him, basically. Mm. And I think if you're having all these little affairs on the side, you, I don't think your players take you as seriously. Yeah. You know, you, because we all hold these people, our managers, you know, in general, you have this ideal of them. That they're these good, sincere people. So, do you do you agree with uh, Sven Nack when he when he basically said that he didn't understand why his personal life was such a big issue? I mean, <laughs> such a big thing with the press. You're the England manager. Mm-hmm. Of course, your personal life is going to be a big thing with the press. And come on, Sven wasn't just dating women or messing. He was stealing people's wives. He was having affairs with FA secretaries. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know what you're doing. Sven's no fool. Sven's mm-hmm. no fool. He knew what he was doing. He knew what he was doing. But personally, I would, I would, per, I personally would um, think that, yeah, of course it is. It will go down and everything. But however, hey, I'm still doing my job well. I'm still performing. I, 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 I can win against Germany five one. Why do you want to still talk more about yeah. what I'm doing behind in in my yeah, bedroom rather than you know speak more? I mean, it was clearly a big win that was spoken of yeah. and everything. However. You know, media, isn't it? They want mm-hmm. a bit of both. And I mean, look, that's the Sven story is pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Like, it's, it's not it, it cool is. as in, I don't support that, but I mean, it's just the way it played out. I mean, even Giancarlo, the, the guy's wife that mm-hmm. Sven stole, he seemed quite like supportive of it in a strange way, you know, like in the actual story, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, no, know, like, he, he, he sounded very, you know, understanding of the thing. Yeah. However, well, one one other thing that I can ask for you Which is, is weird, by the way. <laughs> extremely so weird. weird. So, knackers. Simp. Would you, knowing that you've got a lovely woman coming to your house, probably a married woman, yeah. would you make a toast? 
would I make a toast? Of course <laughs> I would, because the only thing I can make. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I mean, it's a, and what kind of toast? Would it be brown toast or white toast? Hey. Does that change anything? Hey, you know, like, have you seen the chart of like what type? How do you like your toast? Because some people like, it's barely even toast, it's that white. I like, I like it, I like it to be white, but you know, a bit kind of, oh, you, you know. You want them? What? Do you want your toast to be actual toast? Or do you want it like just slightly? I, I still like it slightly brownish, I mean, but obviously. Well, slightly, not totally. Sli no, totally. Otherwise, I think it's going to be too hard and you're not going to enjoy that, that bit of no. crunchiness and... Yeah. And you want to offer it, obviously, to a lovely woman who's coming over and... Like, what colour is your toast? It, 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 it's white. Well, that, that's... What? That's I terrible. Mean, toast has to be brown, man. It has to be brown. Like, it can we be We should different. ask. Listen, we should ask this to wives, to married wives. Married wives? Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, wives all married? <laughs> Listen, Mac, we should ask this. Obviously, how do, how do they like their toast? But I want to know. Because how, that's clearly what they want. Good question. Actually, I want to know how everyone has their toast, right? Right. Not just married wives. Is it white? Slightly darker than white? Brown? Dark brown. Write does, in the emails in the description. And does that affect them also on how they perform later? The toast. No, yet yeah, how the, does the toast affect? Because apparently it's a big thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't think it affects anyone sexually. I don't imagine that unless you have it with like oysters. Yeah, or yeah, or, or some kind of avocado. And... Yeah, I mean, listen, there's there's lots of food that that improve mm. your libido or play Maybe. a part in it. So who knows? Mm. But um, no, I think uh, yeah, she um. Toast is a safe option. That's probably what he went for. Toast is a safe option. Do you know mm. what as well? Like, if you're mm. having a girl over, right? You don't want to like have food that's gonna be intense on your mouth. I mean, oh gosh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like a strong stick. And like toast is safe. And something that's also heavy as well. You know, you want to kind of True. keep it light and yeah. So big up Sven. You know what? Maybe we don't need to have a go at him. For no, maybe, for, maybe, not for the toast. No, maybe he did the right thing. I think we just need to know what type of toast it was because if it was really white toast like you like it. Where you might as well not even put What's it in a toaster. I mean, if, if someone likes white toast, I mean, as but I what said, what the hell? Is, dude, you don't like brown toast, then? I do like brown toast. I do have brown toast. However, I prefer mine to be white, slightly, <laughs> slightly, you know, gold, golden. No. At that point, it needs to be, and yeah. then you can put the butter on top. That can that can melt. It needs to the, come to the point where it's melting. The, the type of toast you're talking about, yeah. I bet you can't even put the butter on properly because it oh, probably God. bends. It's probably not even like a solid thing. You know, it's probably like. You know, like a I'm not bread. thinking. I mean, I've got the butter out. So if we get as far as toast, you know, with the, uh, with uh, with a married woman, with a married I, woman, we're talking about a married woman. Yeah. Well, that's what Sven did. That's what exactly. Sven did. He brought a married woman over, gave a toast. But he doesn't know. He doesn't know if they made it as far. He can't remember if they made it as far as toast. He can't remember. Okay. Well, yeah. at least it was there. Exactly. You know, maybe I'll try that out the next time I uh, arrange something of that kind. As it happens already. No comment. <laughs> And on that note, we love you and leave you. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Opera de Football. I hope you enjoyed your listen. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe. You can drop us an email. The email is in the description. And until next time, goodbye. Au revoir. Ciao.